Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Good afternoon, everyone. Two minutes past three. Thanks for joining us on a pretty hot Friday afternoon. Currently 36.2 degrees. The good news is the change should be coming in around 4.35 o'clock. Fingers crossed. Kimbo on the Roach with you for the next two hours, live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street in the city. Let's bring in the big dog, the Roach. That's it. I'm here. Party people! Oh, it's working. Roach, here he is. Roach, here he is. Hey. Roach. What happened, Wyatt? It just freeze again, didn't it? He pointed with his finger. I thought he, I better he, speak. I thought he had a magical finger. Roach. No, How are you, Kim? Yeah, good, thanks, Roach. I think everything's just feeling the pressure under the heat at the moment. It's a little draining, isn't it? I, is I like it, it though. Is it ever? I like the fact we have four seasons, Roach. I accept that, but could you just... Temper the heat, please. It's only been a few days, tough enough. Hey, congratulations to Bruce McAvaney. Just announced he's being inducted into the SA Sport Hall of Fame. That's probably, just come through. Probably fair enough. For yeah, what, it what, is. what for? Cricket? Media. Or, oh, media, right. Yeah. Your turn's coming. <laughs> I think not, Bruce. <laughs> Good on you, Brucey. He's yep. an absolute uh, beauty. Someone sent me a photo last night, and I didn't remember this. Apparently it, was on, apparently it was on Twitter, Rooch. Yes. You should um, get on Twitter. No, I don't You'd need to. You'd be great on Twitter. No, I don't need to be on Twitter. I mean, the West Coast fans would love you on Twitter. I, I had, my partner was actually sending me. She sent me through some things that she saw written about me on Twitter. Really? And I said, this is why I'm not on Twitter. Yes, well, you have upset the Republicans. Um, someone put up a photo when I was getting the Reserves McGarry Medal and I was being interviewed by Bruce McAvaney. Oh, I showed you that three years ago. Remember well, I, when we were... You know, getting your medal taken to the SA Football History Centre. They needed it. Because it's a replica of, of the, Tony McGuinness. Of the gold one. Yeah. 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 And mine's made out of plasticine. No, it's not. No, it's, it's silver. Not. Yeah, I've lost it anyway. Don't degrade. Um, what? Yeah, it was funny. You've just, lost it. Well, I think. Uh, Mum had it somewhere and uh, Mum passed away and I can't find it. Kim. Look, Breach. Kim. Breach. It's part of SA Football History. Be yeah, proud of it. Yeah, no, no. Well, it, uh, You've lost it. Yes. Well, I should have been in the bloody, uh, bloody league side, Roach. I understand that. No, no, I wasn't. If you didn't wasn't turn fit, up to training with a West Adelaide jumper, you might have been. No, no, it was after that. <laughs> <laughs> it was after that. We won't uh, go no, there, No, no, we won't go there. Don't bring that up. I thought you'd forgotten about that. Uh, yeah, that ruffled a few feathers. Okay, let's jump. Right. What about me? Mm. Uh, good show coming up, Roach. Solid one. Gee, it's warm in the studio. It is. Have we got the air better. No, it's those the... boys in breakfast. They've ruined everything. We oh. let Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh in here. They've changed everything. They, they leave have. bits of paper behind after their show. You've got to have a word with them. You sound like Kane. They move all the furniture. And it's warm in here, though. It it's is. not working. Benny, can we get the air conditioning down a little bit? What else do you want him to He's do? He's just shaking his what head. What else do you want to him die. to do? <laughs> oh, it's fixed in here. It's not fixed, well, Ben. It's I can working, assure ben, you. I can tell you. It's, uh, it's damn warm. Anyway. Oh, people... It hasn't been this hot since Steve and I had a go at each other from Lilydale. Oh, Steve from Lilydale. You were out of line that time. Rightio. You know, About as out of line have... as Alistair Clarkson. You should, really? we'll, we'll get to that. You shouldn't have brought that up. You were out of line. He doesn't ring anymore. Oh, Steve, call in. Let us know how the chooks yeah, are coping. You, you were very testy that day. Uh, getting on to the show, though, uh, <laughs> Roach. 
<laughs> a good one coming up. Adelaide United coach Carl Vitt will join us at 3.30. Uh, we take on Melbourne Victory on Sunday, so the oh, arch rivals. Oh, rivalry. 2.30. They're no good at the moment. Though. I know. Well, don't say that. Don't tempt the soccer no, gods. better not. Uh, 2.30 at Amy Park. Looking forward to having a chat to Carl. And I want to know just uh, what his heart rate was in the dying minutes of last week's game against the Wanderers when they tied at 4-all and we coughed up that fourth goal to them to draw yes. the match. Yes, he I was going Melbourne, I hope the Melbourne Victory fans are going to be well behaved this weekend oh, too. I'm starting to think it's not possible. I know, I know it's a minority section of the crowd, but they need to grow up. Yep. Uh, at 3.50, John Casey, the voice of basketball, will join us. He was calling the Bo- Boomers World Cup qualifier last night. We had a fairly convincing win over Bahrain, as you'd expect. Yep. Four o'clock, Josh Carr, Port Adelaide midfield coach. Uh, Port Adelaide take on West Coast Eagles, 10 past seven tonight at uh, MR Park. What's that? That's Mineral Resources Park, which is the old Leaderville ground. In nice ground, the, isn't it? That's a magic ground. Hey, the work they've done there uh, tells you West Coast got a bit of money, Kim. I have got a oh, bit of really? money. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Knock me got... down with a feather, Indeed. Rich. Now, do we or don't we? Do we go and ask the tough question about his future? Because we've heard elsewhere, Bernie Vince has put it on the table. He's the coach in waiting, apparently, Josh Carr. Did Bernie say that on the M's, did he? He did. He said. Well, he said look, Port's he, already got their next coach. I, I love Bernie. He hasn't majored. In, he hasn't majored in rocket science, though. That's a bit harsh. Well, known him since he's a little boy. I know, but that's still a bit father. harsh. Well, he's a good lad. He's not breaking world news there. <laughs> really, Rich. It's a bit serious. It's a bit um, eggshell stuff for Josh Carr, though. Well, he's Isn't all right. It? I don't think Josh has ever been on eggshells. <laughs> he just plows through. <laughs> he just through. breaks them, yeah. Uh, looking forward to chatting to Joshy. And at uh, 4.30, Scotty Burns, Adelaide Senior Assistant Coach. We've got a, a weird man. one. We've got a good thro- man. We need to throw a question. I don't get this, Kim. I really don't. They've taken 42 to Perth, and they've called up four players from Pure Thunder to expand the squad for a six-period game against Fremantle. Now, okay, if they needed extra numbers, I would have thought, the preference would have been go to four of your SANFL listed players and say, look, this is a really good opportunity for you to grow mm. with us. Now, I understand might be cost some of them are, you know, not full-time footballers. They've got jobs, but still opportunity. But to take four from Pill Thunder's intriguement. Well, I thought 42 would have been enough. I would have thought so too, Anyway, Kim. we'll ask Scotty. I look forward to that. We're live and interactive. You can send us a text. Uh, I don't know if the text machine has blown up, Rooch. We've normally got Mario. Mario, if you're out there, just uh, rubbish Rooch or myself. Just to see if, we, if it's working. Uh, normally, texts come flying through straight away, and I'm not seeing any texts at all at the moment. Okay. So we'll try and check that, whether it's frozen or not. Someone send us a text and say how good-looking Would reaches. you like me to do it? Well, you send one. Uh, no, no, I need you to concentrate. Right. No, yeah, Ben's going to do it now. You'd, thought you'd change your mind. Yeah, bum fluff, Benny. Yeah, getting your attention. <laughs> More Rich. work for you, Ben. It's not easy. Uh, yeah, live and interactive, as I said, hopefully. 0427-154-166. If you'd like a chat, the number's 1300-736-736. Okay, let's go around the grounds to find out what's happening uh, in the world of sport. Alistair Clarkson has had a rocky start to his North Melbourne tenure, Rooch. Well, it's not unusual for Alistair. Tom have... Jones, sorry. Not unusual for Alistair Clarkson to have moments, but this one with Elizabeth Moss of Channel 9 when she was there, Doing her job, purely doing her job, right? A reporter. You go to North Melbourne training, right? And then all of a sudden, Alistair Clarkson, who is very protective of his players, like Wayne Bennett is at, where's he now? He's at that new NRL team, isn't he, up north? Says, your time will come. 
That just how do you interpret it. No, that? No, just explain it though. She was a reporter going there. She was trying to do a stop Tarrant Thomas. Tarrant who Thomas. apparently had sent a message of the same sort of ilk to a female. It's got him. Yeah, but you know he's being questions. investigated exactly. for his behaviour with Now, women. to Alistair Clarkson's eternal credit. It's one thing to recognise you've made a mistake and usually coaches will get on the phone and apologise, understanding, Mm -hmm. you know, and and as Alistair said, to my regret, I overreacted. But the beauty of what Alistair Clarkson's done, he didn't pick up the phone. He actually went to Channel 9 to see Elizabeth Moss and apologise face to face. Now, you've got to give him credit for that, don't you? He's made a mistake. We all make mistakes. But if you're going to go the extra yards and actually do it face to face, eye to eye, I think that says something about Alistair Clarkson, doesn't it? Yeah, very much so. And you'd expect him, uh, he's the adult there, uh, respectfully, if you know what I mean. He's got enough experience to know how to handle these situations. I think the context in what he was saying, it wasn't like a threat, you know, your time will come, as in, look out, we're going to get a hitman onto you. It's more... You will make a mistake. Yeah, we all make mistakes in life. Give the bloke a little bit of room. And so Alistair's made a mistake. He's gone to Channel 9. He's apologised to Elizabeth Moss. The apology's been accepted yep. and they move on. Okay. So well done, Alistair. We've got text coming through, so it Good. looks like it's working. Rucci, this is one for you. Rucci, you wooden spoon winning journalist. I don't miss the chicken plucker one bit. Ethel from Ethelton. <laughs> Who's the right. chicken plucker? Yeah, that one uh, confused me. Hey, some good news at uh, GWS, a long-term signing. Tom Green. Tom Green has four years added to his contract and is touted to be a captain of the Giants. Mm. So to Tom, when Adam Kingsley wants to start something good and fresh with the Giants, and good luck, Adam Kingsley, because I have great time for Adam Kingsley. That's the good news that the Giants need. They're holding on to players, because we've been through this debate for some time, haven't we, Kim? Why is it top-end talent keeps moving out let of GW? Let it go, Rich. We've explained it. It's pretty obvious. One's an established club, one's not. And so Adam's now pushing one's the One's in Western Sydney, one's in the Harbour City. And have you noticed Adam Kingsley's pushing the Cola theme, you know, Why the extra he? money Why to he? add it to their salary cap to allow their players to pay extra rent and extra car parking and so forth and so forth. So well, Tom busy. Green does not want to leave. This is what he had to say. To be honest, it was never really a question that I, I've always uh, loved the Giants as growing up through part of their academy. And I really love Sydney, so it, it really wasn't uh, that much of a question of uh, sort of, you know, if it was more about when and, and, and sorting a few things out. But, yeah, it was a really easy decision. <laughs> yeah, I did a few family members. And... What was that about, Kim? <laughs> no, no, what was that at the end? It was a dodgy bit of editing, that's all. Oh. So everyone okay. makes a mistake, Good Roach. player, Tom Green. Uh, yeah, he's a, uh, he's a bull. Yep. Um, some bad news out of the Western Bulldogs on the injury well, field. Well, Latham Vandermeer, who's not had a good run for some time, mm. only 10 games in the past three years, is it? About that? So he's Probably. now done a leg fracture in training, and that's going to keep him out of round one, surely. Keeps him out of the preseason, so he's got a bit of work there, and he needs his luck to change. Talking about luck changing, we've got some news on the West Coast Eagles. Might have to get Will Schofield on the phone again. Uh, One of their superstars has got a little niggle. We'll tell you who because they take on the Crows tonight. No, Port Adelaide. Oh, Port. All right. You know what I mean. Honest mistake. (laughs) There's a fair difference between the two of them, Kim. Doing it all week. I've got a heat stroke. Let's go to a break. I'm sulking now. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 
318, we are live from Studio Lumo USA. We'll be chatting to Josh Carr after 4 o'clock and Scotty Burns from the Adelaide Crows after 4.30. It's currently 35.6. The change may be arriving, Roach. A storm with no rain. Well, it's dropped one degree. A few texts coming through. Dylan, that would be me, uh, would have got more publicity if he said the West Coast Eagles were going to win the wooden flag. Now, that's from Mario. Boom. One goat, Rooch. I did accidentally say wooden flag once. Well, you've got I? a paddock of goats at the moment. <laughs> goats are cute. Uh, this is a serious one. Yes. Uh, some people will see it that way. Damien sent through mm. in relation to Elizabeth Moss, the, the Channel, Channel 9, 9 reporter, yeah. that uh, we believe Alistair Clarkson chastised by saying your time will come in terms of... Oh, I think he's pretty well confirmed he said that. Yeah. And tried it, to explain it, the context of what he was... Saying to her, you'll make a mistake too. How would you like it if you were hounded like this? Uh, Damien says, it always amazes me when women who want to be treated the same as men always complain when they are treated that way. Did she complain? I don't think she complained, did she? I think everyone just became aware of it. No, I think she would have told management. I would imagine, or told someone, and they decided. A fair few people would have heard the remark. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't matter. What do you think of that statement? Well, okay, so if Alistair Clarkson had said that to Tom Brown of Channel 7, what would have happened? Uh, Tommy would have run away saying, I'm going to put that on Twitter. I'm going to put it on Twitter, Alistair. What if he'd said it to the Purple Warrior, Damien Barrett? He would have given it back. He would have given it back. And that's the difference, I suppose, and it's experience as well. Yeah. That would have got interesting. Mm. What is interesting, Rich, is that we spoke to Jared Schofield after I said the Eagles would go bottom, and he rattled off all Jared Schofield? Oh, no. Will Will Schofield. Well, g'day to Jared. Where's he now? He's over there at West Coast. Well, there you go. He's not far away. <laughs> oh, I'm um, the one who's supposed to be having trouble with names, Kim, not you. What's going on here? Well, it's Friday. Let's just move on, can we? Oh, another goat. <laughs> um, now I've no idea what I was going to say. Uh, that's right. He, he was rattling he off. Flag, yeah. He was rattling off the senior players oh, yes. that'll be in red hot oh, form yes. this year. And I said they haven't been able to hit the park. No. Now, what news have you got? Well, training from West Coast yesterday, uh, Nick Natanui has an Achilles. Oh, mm. well, I said he's hardly played the last four And years. if he doesn't take to the park next week when they play Adelaide, I think you need to ask a lot more questions. No, early and the other one... Won't go too early. ...is that Luke Shuey might oh. not be 100% right either. Mm. Well, I think someone brought that up as well. Yes. He's 32. He's had a history of hamstrings. Mm, not ideal. All righty, there's some trial games that have been played already, yes. Roach. We've yes. got a few more coming up tonight, but take us through the scores of what's okay. happened. North Melbourne and Richmond. Ah, now that was interesting because North Melbourne loaded up with a lot of their VFL players, so clearly Alistair Clarkson's doing exactly like Adelaide is, just wanting to look full list and beyond. Yep. And they came short by two points to Richmond, 11 9 the Tigers, the Kangaroos, 10 So that was... Yeah, an interesting game. I know. Richmond at full strength? No. 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 And nor were North. Mm. They, clearly, Alistair Clarkson's got a lot of work to do, and he's looking over everything, as he should. We don't like seeing pre-season clashes uh, between Port and the Crows. We think it diminishes the contest Correct. a tad. Yeah. Uh, probably the same applies to Carlton and Collingwood, but they met. Yeah, that Carlton, was close. Carlton won 12-12-84, beat Collingwood by 10 points, with Collingwood wearing the most bizarre white jumper with a stylized magpie on it. I just wonder how Eddie Maguire felt. 
I'm not getting involved in that. But I'm not a, going to miss an opportunity. There was a match earlier today at Moore Park between Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney saying, showing some of their usual pre-season form. Yeah, don't care. So they lost 99-54 to 54 to the Lions. 45-point um, margin there. That's pretty well what we expect from Sydney at this time of the year, isn't it? That yeah. won't reflect what happens, say, in when do they meet? Probably in five, six weeks' time. You and know, we saw a different game then. We saw the Hawks last night to get absolutely pumped. Absolutely pumped by Geelong. 85 points. Yeah, and I'm trying to find a shorter grab from Sam Mitchell. Uh, mm. This is the one he said, measuring the gap between where they're at and where Geelong is at. Right. I looked at, you, know, you look at the centre square at different different instances and what, what I try to do is think, okay, if we pause them where they are now and we add two or three seasons into all of our players and then we compete against them, it uh, gives you a bit, of, a bit of faith that, yeah, you know, you would look at, Newcomb lines up on Guthrie and you think, okay, if we just pause Guthrie where he is and we add another three years and 60 Mm. games into Newcomb, I think they're reasonably comparable and you feel a bit more positive about it. Whereas right now, obviously, someone like Cam Guthrie has got a few more strings to his bow and can get away with a few more things than our our young fellas. But I think they're they're a very good side. They've been playing together for a long time and and they're going to continue to be strong. All right, unspin that. That means Hawthorne's got a lot of work to do. Oh, well, he's looking for three years of grace. Amazing. <laughs> that was the, other, the only other result we have is Essendon beat Gold Coast by five points. And shortly, very soon, about six minutes' time, Kim, St Kilda under Ross Lyon for the first time in how long? A decade, is it? Yeah, they'll finish 15th this year or 14th, I think. Oh, another big claim. Well, they'll be around there, won't they? Hawthorne will be bottom four. We'll play Melbourne in what is another one of the trial games that leads out our day with Adelaide playing Fremantle and Port Adelaide playing West Coast. All righty, it's 3.24. We need to go to a break, Roots, and then we're going to talk cricket because Australia is into another World Cup final. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 29, 35.6 degrees outside. We're all waiting for that cool change to arrive. Uh, last night, though, Australia threw to another World Cup in women's cricket. Seven in a row. Yeah, we took on India, and uh, that was never going to be easy. They no. were in control of that match. They blew it. Ultimately, Australia, um, India needed 16 runs in the final over. They fell six runs short. This is how it finished. Here's Mel Jones. It's up and over, but it will not matter. Australia are through to their seventh final in a row in this T20 format and they were pushed all the way by India. This team that are looking for a hat-trick of titles have once again shown the world why they are one of the very best going around. Yeah, there's no question of that. Uh, South Africa and England play tonight to earn the right to take on Australia. Here's the captain, Meg Lanning, post-game. That's one of the best wins I've been involved in to, to fight back from uh, the position that we were in and probably not play our best game um, in all three facets. was great fighting spirit from the girls. Couldn't be more proud of them. Yeah, Australia only set India 172 and they were well and truly in the fertiliser halfway through that innings. There was a bit of a debacle with a run out and the Indian batsman fell over a bat. Lost the bat. Difficult, but anyway, the Aussies are through. Seventh final in a row. A lot of compassion you showed yeah, that well, young lady, Roach. Yes, uh, a no, quick, quick text no. before we go to Cal Viet. Pretty simple stuff. Ken. Have you heard what the A-League's put out with a bit of a uh, documentary yes, yes, on Cal Viet? Yes, 
best. I don't think we can play it, Ken. No, we can't. It's, it's, it's like think... an X-rated version of Gordon Ramsay. Uh, this is oh, from Brett. No, I wouldn't say X-rated. It's just a copy of Gordon Ramsay. Really. Oh, I don't know. Really? <laughs> I think Gordon's just like that all the time, isn't is he? he? Okay. Uh, this is from Brett. Brett never says anything nasty about anyone. Uh, from Brett, afternoon West Torrens legend. No, Brett, there's too much mayonnaise there. Battler would be the word. Uh, Kimbo and the Journo Dynamo Rooch. Well, that's fair enough. I think Ken Hinckley's market value is very much increasing around the league because of his player magnetism and coaching skills. So I think we need to lock him in. On a five-year contract in Can We Trust? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, give us a call, Ange. I, I, I understand the logic, I know, but I don't I, think that's going to I happen. I don't think it's going to happen either, no, and it wouldn't happen until you made the grand final. Live across SEN... You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. We're live from Studio Lumo SA and we're interactive. You can send a text on 0427154166. Carl V at 30 seconds away, then followed by John Casey, the voice of basketball in Australia, Rooch. Josh Carr at 4 o'clock, Scott Burns at 4.30 and another trial game's got underway between St Kilda and Melbourne. Yes, Ross Lyons got St Kilda playing attacking, enterprising footy. They score the first goal in 42 seconds, Kim. Very sarcastic of you, Rooch. Uh, (laughs) Let's go to our next guest who is sitting third on the A-League ladder, and that's Adelaide United coach Carl Veer. We've watched him for a long time. I reckon it's the most animated I've ever seen him, and he does get animated, Roach, when that fourth goal went through for the Wanderers last week. Uh, Carl, what was going through your head? Um, yeah, good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it was um, oh, just a disappointment. You know, the boys worked so hard in, mm. in tough conditions to... Um, to get to where they were and then to let it slip in the last minute was disappointing. And the reason it slipped? Um, yeah, there, there's a, a number of factors. We, you know, gave the ball away a bit too easy in, in the other end and then, you know, we had a couple of chances to, to clear our lines and we didn't and we just sort of stood off a little bit, um, not wanting to overcommit and they um, punished us. Carl, first ever 4-4 draw in A-League. And when we looked at the way Western Sydney Wanderers have been playing pretty hard to score against footy, how did you crack them open so easily for four goals? <laughs> yeah, um, look, they're one of the best defensive sides yeah. in the league. And, um, you know, and that's you know another reason that it was disappointing. You know, we gave them um, some soft goals, really, uh, and, you know, and worked so hard to get our goals as well. So, um yeah, but that's you know that's the game. Sometimes it it goes that way. How are you finding the pressures of coaching? You're a joy to watch. We've seen it with many coaches actually, over actually, the Carl, years. We want to know: Do you have a swear jar at Adelaide United, <laughs> and how much are you putting into it? Yeah, um, yeah, it doesn't count on match day. Ah, <laughs> oh, beautiful answer. Because yeah, that's a good response. Yeah, there might be a little bit of action. You'd be broke there. otherwise. Yeah, this weekend there could be some action. <laughs> when you take on Melbourne Victory two thirty at Amy Park, uh, is it still the same it type of rivalry? It has even to be. when they're struggling, do you love the fact they're struggling a little bit? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, look, they, they had a good result last week, so it's gonna, you know, they're going to be um, have a little bit of confidence from last week. But it's important for our boys not to um, let them get into the game mm. early, and, and it's important that we, you know, straight from the first whistle, we let them know that um, you know we're there for business. Carl, excuse me for being nervous, but when I see so many outs and so much change, should I be nervous? You've lost Cavallo with the Achilles, kiddos suspended. You've got guys on international duty. You've already had a, an interesting injury list with Blackwood with the knee. Should I be nervous about what your lineup and how it's going to play against victory? Um, no, not at all. You know, that's, you know, we have a, a squad for this reason, you know, to, for players to come in. And, you know, we have a lot of exciting young players that, you know, this is where they get their opportunities. Um, because, you know, that's the way we're, we're set up, mm. where a lot of our players um, that are waiting for opportunities to come in are, are young players. So it's a, no better environment for a young player to come into is than the um, the big derby against um, Melbourne Victory. Yeah. Can you tell us how Josh Cavallo's feeling? Because he was so keen on about the way in which his career was progressing a couple of weeks ago. He was quite public about how important Adelaide United had been to him. This would have been a weekend where he would have liked to have played a part in the statement that the A-League is making. How, what's his mood like? Yeah, look, it's it's a tough one for Josh. You know, he, you know, he's been working hard all season and, yeah. and broke his way back into the first first 11 last weekend and then, you know, get to get a, such a serious injury. It's a tough one to take and... Mm. Uh, you know, credit to Josh. You know, he's worked extremely hard to put himself in a position where he could get back into the team. Um, so it's a tough one for him. But Josh is a very positive person, and you know he'll bounce back from this. He's had you know setbacks like this before, so he'll bounce back, and you know we'll get um, support him and make sure that he um, comes back better and stronger. Carl, when you're uh, this will be the 18th game of the season, and you look like you'll be competing in finals, uh, do you t- change the training program at all? Do you have to taper at all? Um, no, not at this stage. As you say, at this stage, um, when the games are, have the same sort of break, we keep the, the program as, mm. as similar as possible. Um, um, we try not to um, increase training too much or have too much of a drop off in training. We try to keep it fairly level, um, and the the, the you know difficult thing is making sure that all the players in the squad are, are at a level where when they're called upon they can come in and play. Uh, Carl, I, I saw Aurelio Vidmar's back in Adelaide, and he's had such a huge part of Adelaide United. He's got a, a great service record in the game. Full stop. Is is there a part for him to play in Adelaide United now that he's back in Adelaide? Um, yeah, I, I think that'd be something for Aurelio. I you know I catch up with him regularly yeah. and have good chat about football. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he is still um, looking to coach. And yes, he is. A matter of someone taking opportunity, and because you know, really, as you say, he has a lot to offer. Mm. Um, you know, we have lots of good chats over coffee about um, football. So, um, you know, hopefully, he can you know find a position um, where he can um, help develop Australian players. Carl, the other interesting bit is you're going into an environment where the Melbourne Victory fans have not done the game a great service at all this year. Do you, do you get nervous about the influence they have such in a negative way in a game like this one? No, not at all. Um, look, you know, you, you're going to have some, you know, you can't say all Melbourne Victory supporters like exactly. that. The majority of them are, are well-behaved and, you know, these games provide a great atmosphere. Um, and it's unfortunate you can't... Um, 
you know, some people that, you know, carried on the way they did in that um, game with City was disappointing and hopefully they, those people have been identified and won't be allowed back into any football stadium in the country. Yeah, thank heavens for that. Yeah, you played a victory on Sunday, 2.30 at Amy Park. We've had a bit of a mini heat wave. Has it affected your preparation at all? Um, no, not really. We just, you know, this last two days so we've just had to bring training a lot earlier than normal. So um, the boys have, you know, still managed to get through the training that we've required this week. So they're um, really looking forward to, to going to victory and getting three points. Now, uh, we'll finish on a lighter note. We, we touched on how animated you've been this year and there is a video going around that features you rather heavily. Have the boys given you a little bit of stick over that? Um, yeah, it has. But I keep saying to the boys that that's not actually true. There, someone has actually doctored that video. Have they? <laughs> yeah, well, that, look, that's, they? that is the Calvert we've always known, Roach. Oh, I'm yeah. surprised yeah. when I watched it. <laughs> then again, they say coaching at any level yes. uh, can send you a little bit cray-cray. Yeah. Hey, Carl, we wish you yeah. all the very best. Uh, that video's out on social media. It's very entertaining. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good luck on Sunday. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Carl. Oh, dear. I'm uh, glad Harry responded to that Aurelio Vidbar Mm. question. That's great that they keep in touch. They're in constant contact and that there is the door open there. Aurelio is a talent who can't be wasted. Well, it's a bit like having a resource like Russell Ebert at the Port Adelaide Football Club and not using him. Exactly right. Yeah, because he is a legend of the club. Need to go to a break, Roach. We're live and interactive. You can send a text or you can have a chat. Uh, the text line is uh, 0427-154-166. Are we going to play the Carl Viet Well, I, No, not? a lot of people texting, can we play it? But seriously, we would just have to beep out every second word. Oh, um, okay. We could maybe do a little bit of it, but uh, it would, you'd probably you'd lose the gist. Well, you'd get the gist <laughs> of it. You'd get the gist. Um, look, uh, the original land's from Croydon. Yes. Yeah, and we love passionate port man. I'm hoping to catch up with him next yeah, week. Uh, well, you do that, Roach, and hopefully I can catch up with Ange as well. Um, he just heard us read out Brett's text. He said, <laughs> sorry about that text. I've just fallen off my chair, boys. What the hell has Brett been smoking? Uh, Brett is very positive no, and, he, Brett, and he loves Kenny. Brett's quite accurate. The way Ken Inkley can draw players to Port Adelaide, the way in which he improves players to Port Adelaide is quite true. It's yeah, quite, quite accurate. And uh, people never have falling outs with. You no. don't get any conflict with players between Ken. No. All right, it's three forty-five. We're going to have a chat to the voice of basketball, John Casey, next. You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. Three fifty-one on a Friday afternoon. What's the temperature, Roach? The change may be arriving. Thirty-four point three. Uh, Benny's been. Uh, well, he's having to do a bit of work with it. Well, he's, he's trying to get that little bit of audio of the uh, video that's going around about uh, Calvia. Calvia, United coach. Yeah, and I think in the interim he's forgot to get John Casey on the line, or have we, <laughs> have we got him on the line? No, he's looking under pressure out there because he's had to beep out every second word that's been said. Yes. Hey, just a reminder, we can update you on the trial game that's underway at the moment. Melbourne playing St Kilda. Melbourne leading 2-2 to St Kilda, two goals. 17 and a half minutes into the first term. Doesn't appear to be too bad a standard, Roach. And you've got the results of the other game so far? Yes. So from last night, it began with Geelong absolutely belting Hawthorne by 85 points. Essendon beat Gold Coast by five points in a much more competitive match. Richmond today took care of North Melbourne, a very raw North Melbourne. Both teams were actually by two points. 
Last night, Carlton beat Collingwood by 10 points. And just earlier, before we came on air, Brisbane beat Sydney 99 to 54, a margin of 45 points. As you said, St Kilda and Melbourne playing now. That's a pretty competitive match and a lot of attacking style of footy playing down the corridor. And we've got Port Adelaide West Coast, Adelaide Fremantle this evening. Beautifully done, Rich. You've never been that organised before. Uh, a man that's fastidious when it organized. comes to organisation and preparation is John Casey. That's and why he's known. talented Oh, yes. There's nothing he can't do. That's why he's known as the voice of basketball. And uh, he was calling the game last night, the FIBA World Cup qualifier between the Boomers and Bahrain. It was an 83-51 victory to the Boomers. John Casey joins us now. Hello, Case. G'day, Kimbo. How are you going, Rooch? Good to be with you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, indeed. Yes, 2023. It's almost March. It'll be, well, next Wednesday. I think it's the 1st of March. So where is the year going? It's flying along. <laughs> now, Case, we don't choose to embarrass you, but we like to do it. Uh, you are an absolute <laughs> gun when it comes to the Seven Network. Uh, you're one of their leading sporting journos by a mile. You would have seen the uh, the audio or the video, the little documentary on Carl Viet going around, have you? I've only heard about it. I've been in transit a bit today and haven't tracked it down, but it sounds like it's something I should get my hands on. And have Ooh, a well, we, are putting, we are putting a little, <laughs> lot of trust in Bumfluff Benny at the moment. He's been out there beeping out every second word. We'll give you, because we've got people saying we'll play it, but we can't play yep. it. We're going to give you 10 seconds. I think you'll pick up the gist. Here we go. And we go out there. Too late. sake, man. How can you not see that? <laughs> me, man. Decision. <laughs> the reason wow. we just had we just had Carl Viet on, and uh, oh, there's Grasshopper, one of the Romeo stuff. Is that out Grasshopper? There. That's Grasshopper, just walking past at number one oh. King William Street. Hey, Gee, let's. Uh, what was that signal he just gave you? What you wanted to order? What uh, an extra coffee? One coffee? Was yeah, it? yeah, he gave me the um, the, the, the polite <laughs> one little, coffee, the, the polite little wave. All right, let's make it about case now. Uh, Australia, the Boomers, not in any trouble against Bahrain last night. No, it wasn't their best performance, but the team have only been together for less than a week and a mm. new coach, and it was always going to be a little bit scratchy. And not very often you win by 32 and you think that it's a scratchy performance. But in the third quarter, they scored only seven points and went one of 17 from the field, including none of eight from three-point territory. Ooh. So that gives you an indication of their, at times, how they struggled, but full credit to Bahrain because the last time they played, you know, we won by 54 and we're all over them and uh, they closed the gap to 32. That's the idea of having these World Cup qualifiers through Mm. Asia is you have emerging nations like uh, Bahrain and uh, they're able to get good experience and they've improved dramatically on the last time we played them and let's hope that they improve, uh, continue on that path and, you know, work their way uh, up the rankings. Does it help Australia though, playing Bahrain and playing Kazakhstan? Probably not as much, mm. uh, but Australia were once in Bahrain's position when you consider where we started. If it had not been at the Melbourne Olympics in 1956, where Australia played basketball as the host nation, yeah. uh, that really kick-started the sport here. So you have to start somewhere, and I think for uh, world number three, Australia, to be sharing a love with an emerging nation is good. And you also look at it from the point of view of the referees that we had last night, one from Korea, one from Singapore, and one from Malaysia. I won't mention their names because it will go on for some time. But, uh, you know, the experience that they gained and everything associated with the FIBA World Cup. So it's not ideal. And, of course, the timing could have been better. It's forced the NBL Grand Final Series to be pushed back another week as well. But 
I think it's for the betterment of sport, and uh, that's the bigger picture here. Even if you know, and even giving experience to the likes of Adelaide Thirty Six and Nick Marshall, who made his Australian Boomers debut last night. Again, you have to start somewhere, and I was reminded by Andrew Gaze in commentary last night that Nathan Sobey was given an opportunity mm. years ago in this type of format and performed so well that um, he gained other opportunities, and now he's an Olympic bronze medalist. Hey, John, I'm just having a look at FIBA's notes on this World Cup qualification process, which has got some formulas in here that I swear are written by Albert Einstein, like A and C goes to E and B and D goes to F. How does this work? So you knew you were going to ask. You how does this that work? Because no one knows, Ruth. Oh, thank you. No one knows. It's oh, so let's that keep it simple. So Australia, like. so Australia's got through what Asia and Oceania. So they've merged two groups together, have they? Yes, that's, okay. that's so what they've done. So from sixteen Oceania, right? Yeah. So, so from sixteen, it's now down to seven, is it? Eight. It's eight. going to be eight. Eight from okay. Asia, yes. Right. So uh, and thirty-two nations at the World Cup, um, oh, okay. which you know for the first time is being shared amongst three countries. So, when it gets underway, August 25 to September 10 are the dates in the Philippines, Japan and Indonesia. The Philippines and Japan get through as host nations. Indonesia, unfortunately, did not yeah. qualify because they needed to make the quarterfinals of the Asia Cup earlier this so uh, last year, sorry. Okay. And they only made it to the round of 16 and they just couldn't get over China to get to the round of uh, eight. So it's the first time in history of the FIBA World Cup where a host nation has not played, albeit there are three host nations on this occasion. Occasion. And again, that's part of growing the sport through Asia as well, which I think is where the future is for Australian basketball in terms of our domestic competition. Okay. Case, we'll just change direction uh, quickly. As Rich mentioned, you're a man of many talents. In fact, a text just coming through now from Chopsy from Cheltenham. John Casey is something Ruchi in capital letters used to be. A hard-hitting journalist. I enjoyed seeing Koshy <laughs> reeling from a couple of Johnny's hard questions. Did you get Kenny on the back, back foot? Did you? Uh, Koshy, yes. Oh, sorry, uh, no, Koshy, yeah. Yeah, look, I think being part of the Channel 7 family just allowed me a little bit of wriggle room in terms of some of the questions that I asked. Well, I think they were questions that everyone wanted to be uh, asked on their behalf and regarding the future of Ken Hinckley and regarding uh, David Koshy's future with the club as well. He took it all in, uh, in all in good nature. It was certainly, uh, at one stage, he thought I was being a little bit mean, but it was, um, no, I think I think that they were questions that needed well, to be asked in the sense Isn't that, the standard answer that they won't be talking about the coach or talking to the coach until August? That's right, yeah. So that was the question that posed to him, that if they, if they weren't competitive and didn't reach their... Uh, KPIs, would that be the end for Ken Hinckley? And he, of course, deferred and, and said, well, look, we'll discuss that at a later stage. And, I, and then I just posed the question to him about his position mm. as chairman of the football club. He's been there uh, for 10 full seasons and five of those they've made finals. And I guess if the coach is under scrutiny and everyone at the club's under scrutiny, I was just curious if the chairman was, fair what question. his long-term bloody ambitions journal, were. Bloody and, journalist, um, bloody journalist. No, it's the start of the season. <laughs> Do it at the end of the year. Looking for a headline. Now, John, you are multi-talented. You've also been dealing with the Australian baseballers as they go off to the World Classic. How's that looking? Oh, outstanding. Yes, they just arrived in Japan. It's massive for Australian baseball. Yeah. And I think if people go back and have a look, we've had a lot of success at the international level in terms of baseball. But the World Baseball Classic, it sort of flies under the radar because mm. so much is made 
of the World Series right. in America. But this is basically the FIFA World Cup equivalent of baseball. Right. And we've got part-timers here from Adelaide who uh, have jobs and play baseball um, you know, as a secondary career. And they're going up against multi-millionaires and the biggest players in the world. So yeah. it's going to be fantastic. They've Absolutely. arrived in Japan. And uh, it's going to be a, a great series and won't be surprised if Australia um, do okay there once more. We'll keep across it. Eric Balner, who is the Adelaide Giants media manager, is travelling with the team as the media manager and he's going to keep us uh, informed and you'll see that on Channel 7 as well as they get a little bit closer to the tournament, which uh, doesn't get underway until next month. And, okay. of course, Channel 7 are the host broadcaster for free-to-air AFL and they're covering the sample just as we are on SEN. And, Case, I'm presuming you'll be calling the sample again this year? Yes, looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a great season, isn't it? We've got, I think last count I saw, there were 10 new players in the competition with AFL experience. So uh, it's lurking as uh, going to be a very good uh, season for the sample. And don't forget the Women's World Cup soccer is going to be yes. on Channel 7 as yes. well, uh, which is going to be the biggest event as uh, SEN have been proudly promoting for women's sport in Australia in the history of the world. Case, we look forward to seeing you on uh, Channel 7 (laughs) News tonight and talking to you right throughout the year. Good on you, Case. Uh, My pleasure. And could I just say that uh, you can also catch me on ESPN 2.20 p.m. on Sunday when Australia plays Kazakhstan in the last qualifier for the World Cup. He's a media whore. Let's go to the news. Language. Hey. Live across SEM, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Three minutes past four, Roots. The change has arrived in little old Adelaide. It's just dropping down to 32.5 now. Wonderful. Yeah, it's dropped four four degrees. Yeah. You know, this is cooler in here. Yeah, that's how the temperature works, Rich. There's less heat coming through the glass. It's Mm. not the air conditioning fix then. No, no. It's it's set at... Whatever it's set at. Right. Never changes. I thought it was cooler in here. It does feel a little bit cooler. You may be right. Mm. Uh, Josh Carr coming up uh, very shortly. Stack of text coming through. I made the comment about Ken Hinckley that um, you never hear anything about Ken falling out with players. And a text came through. No, only falls out with assistant coaches and past captains. Who would that be referring to? No, well, no, put a name on we there. Know, we know the unease between Ken Hinckley and Warren Treadway. We know that, don't we? Well, yeah, and was brought that on by himself a little bit. And they... Keep referencing an issue between Ken Inkley and Jared Schofield, but neither... So two people in 10 years. Well, I don't even know if the Jared Schofield one's One's true. true. All right. Well, another text has come through. Different point of view from Ben from Martin. G'day, Benny boy. Happy New Year to you. Afternoon, gents. Great point about Ken. Can't think of too many players who have left Port Adelaide in the last 10 years who have turned around to be better at the new club. If you think back, just in the last few years... Uh, they have picked up Alia, Burton, Finlayson, who have all improved since joining Port. Ken Cops an unfairly bad rap. On the flip side, plenty of players who have left Port only to get worse. Pollock, Pittard, Howard, to name a few. Mm. Oh, Dougal Howard. Dougal. Mm. Dougal's been pretty good. He got injured. Yep. Didn't he? All right, have we got Josh Carr? We have. We're heading Mm. west, a place that uh, Josh has resided much of his life because Port Adelaide take on West Coast tonight at 10 past seven at Mineral Resources Park and their midfield coach joins us now. How are you, Josh? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, Kim and and Roach, good to be be on the show again. No, great to have you on. How's the conditions over there? Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Can't complain. It's not 40 degrees like it is uh, over in Adelaide. It's uh, quite nice. 
Josh, you can't. Josh, you can't go past a street corner where there isn't a port supporter wanting to know: Is Zach Butters going to play tonight? No, Zach won't play. He won't play. He needs uh, another week. He'll, he'll definitely play next week um, against Frio, but um, we just thought we'd better look after him and uh, make sure we get it 100 percent before Come. we throw him out there. We know how he we know how he plays. Oh, we do. Um, and, and, yeah, we don't want to put him at risk at hurting or, or make it any worse. Can we ask about the exact injury? Uh, he's just got a sore shoulder. So he's a little bit of an AC joint. Um, not a bad one. Um, if it was in season, um, he would have played this week um, and probably would have played last week, to be honest. Um, but with AC joints, you get another knock on it. They're sort of there all year and linger. So it's just something we, we, we think we to look after now. Joshy, how's the pre-season been? Every year we hear from every club that they're fitter than they've ever been. Fitter, faster, stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's it been? You've seen a few pre-seasons now. Well, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think most clubs um, usually come out of pre-season with a, a positive point of view. Um, and, you know, rightfully so. You, you, you hope that you are um, working hard at your game and, and putting in the, the hard work that's necessary to, to get ready for the season. So... Um, for us, it's you know it's been solid. The, the players, I think it's more about the players' attitudes, the, the way they've attacked it. They've obviously been um, disappointed off the back of last year. Um, and as a, as I guess a total club, coaches and players and, and staff, it's, mm. um, it's been really enjoyable. It's been one that um, you know we've made some changes to um, you know a few elements of our game that um, I think is exciting for the players and as coaches, I guess it's refreshing. Um, for coaches also. Who will be getting major minutes in the engine room this year? Oh, look, I think it's there's a number of players that we've got that can go through there. So, you know, making sure that, um, you know, we, we keep it fresh and, you know, keep plenty of run and, and pressure around the footy. Um, you know, you see, obviously, Connor and um, Zach go through there, uh, along with Jason, Drew, um, Jones, you know, Mead. I think the depth is um, the depth is, is there. Um, obviously, Bokey as well. Um, so, yeah, like there's a number of players that can um, go through there, and um, I think it's important that we, I guess, keep the intensity high, but at the same time, um, you know, have a, a number of players that um, are held accountable to, to performing the midfield. He's had some interrupted seasons, Jackson Mead. How's he looking? He's ready for the midfield. Yeah, look, I, I think Meadie's had a, had a good pre-season. He had an interrupted start to the pre-season. Um, but I think for what he's um, what he's done in the in the last month to, to six weeks, I've been impressed by his improvement and, and his game. So um, he's knocking on the door. It's obviously pretty, very competitive with um, the talent that goes through there. Um, but I'm really confident that Meadie's going to turn into a very good player. Josh, this is a very long hit out against West Coast. Four 28-minute quarters. Then you go for another two of 20 minutes. So... How many players are you going to run and how are you going to manage them? Well, the first four quarters, we'll pretty much play our, our strongest team that's available. Um, and then the, the last two, we don't know what that looks like as okay. far as numbers go because we're not really sure on West Coast on, on what they want to put out there. So, yeah, that could look like 14 players. It could look like 15. Um, I don't think it'll be 18 versus okay. 18. So, um, so, yeah. So we put a, a line through Zach Butters. Who else won't you put out there tonight? Good question, Rich. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think what, what players that haven't been on the on the track. Um, gee, I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm stumped. Right so from now. from but the previous most... week, we we know that Dixon didn't finish because he took a knock to the ribs. Where's he at? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's still he'll do he'll go out there and nearly do a test yeah. um, before the 
um, before the game to see how he's feeling. Um, and if he's, I guess, still a, a bit too sore to, to play, then he won't play. Um, so he's obviously a major one. Um, Sin won't play. Yeah. Finlayson won't. Finlayson won't play. Yeah, yeah. I reckon there's maybe one other or maybe two others. Okay. So where's the race Lysett v Tickle tonight? Where's that one sit with you? Uh, Right now, um, Scooter's starting. So so Lysett, he's starting the ruck. Yeah. You would have watched the game last week. His performance um, in the ruck was outstanding. He really dominated um, around the ball. Um, Second efforts, you know, Playing the footy, I guess that um, we know that he's played in the past. So he'll get first crack at it, and he'll get okay. backed up by um, by Teeks in the, in the first half, and then um, Hayes will get a, a chance to back um, back up Scotty in the in the second half. Josh, I'm not sure if it really matters, but uh, Jason Horn Francis and Junior Rioli will they start? Yeah, they'll start. Yep. They'll start. Um, yeah, they're you know they're building to, to I guess where um, they want to get to and where we want to get to. Juniors had a He's had a really good pre-season. Jason's obviously had an interrupt the pre-season. So, yeah, my expectations of Jason is just to keep getting better and keep improving. Um, I'm not expecting to, him to bear his best right now because he's come yep. from, a, from a fair way back. And what about in the coaching box? Will Kenny sit back tonight, take a back seat, or will it be business as usual? No, business as usual. You know, we're obviously a, a, a new coaching group with me coming yep. in, so mm. it's important that we um, get on the, on the front foot and, and work together in the right way prepare for round one. Josh, we always have this elephant in the room, and let's throw this one to you, because Bernie Vince has put it on the table. People have been talking behind your back for most of the summer. Did you come back to Port Adelaide on a promise that you get the senior job? Oh, I, I think you know the answer to that, to that Rich, which is definitely no. No, I, I didn't. I've come back to uh, to help Ken and to make this club, club better. That's 100% why I've come back, and um, I'm, yeah, I'm enjoy, absolutely loving what I'm doing right now with, with um, the coaching group that we've got. And I don't want to embarrass you, Josh, but if anyone knows Josh, that question should never be asked again because that is the 100% truthful answer. Mm. Mm. Uh, Josh, we wish you all the very best tonight. Uh, there's a lot of talk about how the West Coast Eagles are going to go this year. So we'll watch this game with uh, great interest and hopefully you get through it without any injuries whatsoever. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Josh. Here we go. I know you had to ask that. Oh, Rich, we had to after yeah. Bernie Vincent put it on the table. We're not going to talk behind people's back. There was an opportunity for him to answer. And then you're right. That's the answer. And that would be the reality of Josh Carr. Yeah, you would not get a more rock-solid human. Uh, we need to go to a break. We're live and interactive. If you have any questions, send them through on 0427154166. We'll be having a chat to Scotty Burns, another straight shooter, He's a good just man after too. the uh, 4.30 news route. And we're going to hear a little bit from uh, Alex Pierce, who's the new captain of Fremantle. So he'll be leading them tonight against the Crows. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 4.17, drop down to 30 degrees now, Roots. Yes, it'll be in the 20s shortly. Open up the house. Yes. Get some fresh air in there. Indeed. Um, text coming through, Roots. Now, this is Mario, and Mario sends through some wacky texts, but uh, I tell you, he knows his sport. I'm not sure if he's right here. Rooch, you're in a position to answer this. Just talking about Kenny Hinckley again. We don't want to make that the theme of the show, Rooch. Hinckley fell out with Jackson Trengove and Dougal Howard and tried to offload Hammer Hartlett and numerous other players. Well, every club has to offload players every year. No. 
Jackson Trengove, Ken Inkley pleaded him to go to that club champion because he had such respect for him and felt that they needed to honour him that night. And Jackson was quite firm. He said, look, I've committed to the Western Bulldogs. That's it. I'll go to the Western Bulldogs now. That's, no. no People are no going to stir up stuff like that. Now, this one's wrong. Chopsy sent through this one. I wish Hinkley would get as fired up as the Ginger Ninja Carl V. Well, Kenny can oh, get Ken fired can up. Go. He's old school. Oh, he can yeah, go. So he bristles. Mm. Uh, and here's a quick one. When we're talking about talking about the uh, T20 World Cup, where Australia's mm. through to another final. Seventh. Is a female batter still a batsman or is it a bats person? Sorry, just heard it and couldn't get past it. Benny from Martin. Well, Technically, Didn't the ICC a, change all that? Now they're batters. Batters, Men and yeah. women, they're batters. Batters or bats person. Fielders. They're batters. What happened to third man? What happened there? Third person, Roach. Oh, right. Okay. Spare well at the party. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Boom, boom. Uh, Alex Pierce, captain of Fremantle. Nat Fife, stepped down. Yes. Pushed. Uh, no, I, I, I actually... Did a bit of research on that mm-hmm. today. Would you like the story? Can I do it? Yeah. About yeah. Fife. Um, so Nat Fife had some pretty bad injuries last year. In the shoulders and the hospital when it went wrong with the infection on yep. the stuff. And so Hamstring on. as well. So he gets to the end of the year. He, he went into the club and he said, look, I think I have to give back the captaincy. Peter Bell said to him, Peter Bell was then CEO, then an mm-hmm. all-footy director. He said, look, Nat. In the state that you're in, you shouldn't be making those decisions. Go away, work on getting fit, ready for the preseason, then tell us. He came back and he still had the same opinion. I don't yep. want the captaincy. I think I have to hand it back. So he wasn't pushed. Just concentrate on playing footy. He's still yep. got plenty of footy left, good footy left. Yep. Uh, this is Alex Pierce on being selected as captain. Uh, he was on the run home with uh, Paul Hazelby and Damien Martin. It definitely feels good. It's been a yeah, it's been a busy day. I found out last night, yesterday, Arvo, but had to keep it yeah close to my chest because we let the playing group know this morning. Obviously, announced it and press conferences and yeah, interviews this afternoon. So it's been yeah, it's been quite busy. So I look forward to probably in the next few hours taking a bit of time to yeah reflect and probably let it sink in a little bit. But yeah, it's definitely a yeah, definitely a very yeah, proud feeling at the moment. And he had a bit of a trial run last year. This is what he learnt from filling in as captain. I definitely learnt some lessons around just putting too much pressure on myself last year and trying to take on too much and be responsible for everything, which, yeah, you obviously, you obviously can't do. So I think moving into the role now, I think that experience will help. And I know I'm going to yeah, have to rely on a lot of people. I'm very grateful to have Nathan sort of playing alongside him still and he'll be a huge resource for me moving forward. And the leadership group that was announced, I think, is just a, a great group filled with, yeah, a diverse sort of mix of experience and personalities and, yeah, guys who I'm really close with who I think will, yeah, be able to help me through the role and I'll also be able to try, hopefully help them grow um, through it as well. Speaks well. Mm, does. Deep voice too. So they finished fifth last year. Yep. New captain at Fremantle, Alex Pierce. New captain at Adelaide, Jordan Dawson. New captain at Essendon, Zach Merritt. New captain to Brisbane come to come. Brisbane. Mm. Lockie Neal? I would think so. If not, Hugh McCluggage. Or Harris Andrews. Harris Andrews. Um, yeah, I think not. Oh, what about Geelong? What are they going to do? Yeah, Paddy D. Maybe. Why is that taking so much time? Because Chris Scott's involved. I like Chris. Uh, Fremantle finished fifth last year, Roach. Uh, you've got them sliding or you've got them up and No, I'm, I'm keeping them in the eight. 
In the eight. Yep. Okay, sliding a little bit. Well, fifth in the eight, five, six, somewhere there. All right, they're a game out of the uh, top four. Mm. Uh, we'll go to a break, You're not Rouge. so confident, are you, this no, time around? No, I've, uh, I was all over them last year to make the eight. I just think they might regress slightly. Mm. Might hang in there, might just miss out. Mm. Uh, I've got them and Collingwood dropping out and uh, Port Adelaide and... Oh, yeah, Port come on, Adelaide, come on. Port Adelaide and Carlton or Adelaide or Essendon. Ooh, you've got a field there. Well, I've got Adelaide and Essendon as my big movers. Carlton mm. has me a little concerned, but I think they're good enough, aren't they? Yep. Uh, well, we, with the we, injuries they're copying, though, Kim, that's the real issue, Well, that isn't has it? me nervous. Yeah. Are we getting closer to a new stadium and a team in Tasmania? Good Gil question. McLaughlin, uh, old gilly boy, he was doorstopped in Tasmania. We'll hear from him after the break. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. The 4.28 on a Friday afternoon. Appreciate your company. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. The temperature slowly dropping. Was well, it gone up a little bit? It's gone to 31.1. Uh, a lot of people have struggled with the heat, Rooch. I've uh, just received a text from our good friend Mike Dobbin from McGain Real Estate. I'm nervous now. Uh, no, we've got some good news. Catching up with him next year. Great supporter of the show. And we'll yeah. be able to announce the players that we'll have on on a regular oh, basis. Good. Hopefully we'll be able to do that by the end of next week. But as you know, he's uh, follically challenged. And uh, just the heat and the humidity with the glue with his toupee, it's caused some real problems. That's why I was nervous. Yeah, yeah dripping glue coming down around the ears. Hey, has there ever been an Australian cricket tour that's had more disastrous notes on and off the field than this one of India at the moment. Uh, this one will be up there. There was that one, uh, David Warner's first tour of England, the Ashes, when he got in a fight as well. That wasn't real good. But everyone's coming home and mm. no one... Now, coming is home because of a family issue in Sydney. He's yeah. not going back. Yeah. Well, if there's a family illness, you can yeah, understand, understand that. So Athletes Steve aren't any different to I anyone else. That. But the, the jinx on this tour has just been extraordinary. Warner's home. Ashton Agar's home. Injured. Or Warner's injured. Yeah. So Steve Ashton Smith. Ashton Agar didn't get many chances no. at all. Steve Smith will captain Australia in the third test. Uh, well, look, oh, there we go. Redemption. Uh, 0427-154-166 if you want to send through a text. Just on McGain Real Estate, who are great supporters, Roach. Um, we mentioned it earlier. They sold the rats home and they managed to achieve a record price for the area. More than $2 million. Yes, it was. For Torrensville. Wow. Damn good job. So if you're looking to well, buy or sell, get in touch with the team at McGain and uh, just have a real good look at Mike's hair. It's a little bit spooky. Gil McLaughlin has been in Tasmania. Trying His to... hair can be spooky too. Oh, fair, doesn't he <laughs> have a bit? And Roach, we've got a text <laughs> on yours know, too. You. You've been back two weeks now. With Texas well, I wasn't going to do it this week. Ethel has said... I prefer the old Rucci, clean shaven and hard as nails. That's from Ethel from Ethelton. I love Ethel. But the, the Mustaka needs a trim. Right. Yeah. And I've got to ring Murphy's about you, you that. Need, you need a little bit of a touch-up. Touch-up? Uh, yeah. So really? <laughs> be an idiot. Uh, Gil McLaughlin was doorstopped on the prospects of a new stadium in Hobart. There needs to be an attractiveness for people who want to come to Tasmania. We're forecasting 5,000 people per game to come and go to the game. So when you're mapping out the calendar and you've got a choice of Bell Reeve, uh, which is a great boutique stadium, but it, it is not Optus or uh, Adelaide Oval or, frankly, the MCG or here. Again, another myth that, uh, you know, this is a unique um, 
prerequisites for Tasmania. It's not. They need a new stadium in the Gold Coast, new new stadium for GWS when those licences was issued. Sounded like the Titanic was just pulling into the harbour. Um, it will happen, Roach. Needs a bit of work, though, Kim. It'll happen. When? Well, I don't have the answers. It will happen. Well, yes, but when? Sooner rather than later. Okay. Uh, text coming through from Ange. We need to go to the news because we've Busy got... Busy, Ange? Uh, yeah, Scotty, Scotty Burns uh, yeah. coming up after 4.30. Um, hi, boys. I've tried calling in, but they keep answering in Melbourne. What's going on? Laugh out loud. So uh, I don't know why our phone calls are getting directed to Melbourne, but Ange, persevere or give us a ring on Monday. News coming up, then Crow's senior assistant, Scott Burns. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. with you on a very warm Thursday afternoon. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. The good news is the change is meant to be kicking in around now. Talking of change, Roach, what type of changes will we see from the Adelaide Footy Club? Uh, They take on Frio tonight at 6 o'clock over at the Coburn Oval in Perth and their senior assistant coach, Scotty Burns, has been good enough to join us. Scott, really appreciate your time and happy new year. Yes, same to you, boys. How are you going? Yeah, not bad. What's the conditions like over there? No, not as bad as Adelaide, which is, yeah. which is unusual. You think you get to Perth, we're, we're the ones that are going to be having the uh, high temperatures here. It's warm, which is, I don't know, a bit over 30, maybe about 30, but it's not too bad. Um, yeah, but you boys have done it pretty tough there the last couple of days. Now, we're a little confused. We've been around for a while. I'm sure there's a logical answer to this. The club's taken 42 players over, but you're using four Peel Thunder players tonight. What's the go, the go there? Yeah, well, there's still there's still players that are on modified programs as well, so there's a few boys that might only play two quarters to three quarters. Um, and we, we always want that backup as well, just in case there's one or two little niggles throughout the uh, throughout the game. We don't want to get to, you know, the last few quarters and we've only got, um, say, 19 players who are playing and mm. they've got to work pretty uh, a little bit harder than what we'd like to at this stage. We're still three weeks out, so we're, yeah. we're certainly um, making sure the priority is the players are they're getting in the conditioning they need without going uh, over the top. So as Kim said, 42 have travelled, but how many are you going to have on the list to mm. play this evening? You've got six periods of 25 minutes against Fremantle. How many of the Adelaide-listed players do you intend to use tonight? I will use all of them except um, Tex and McPherson at this stage. So they're, they're the two that, that, that won't be um, playing. So it's yeah, it's a little bit different. We'll, we'll certainly have a good hit out that first four quarters and then there'll be... Uh, you want to call it periods five, six, and seven, where um, you know there'll be a few extra boys getting, like I said, maybe getting a bit more conditioning, and and mainly our younger players playing those last two to three quarters. Okay, you talk younger players, Max Michaelani. You you bring him into the game late. Maybe, yeah. Look, there's a little bit of weight, Roots. It's just as I said, we're just treating this like it's purely a practice game. If if there was any boys that were a little bit sore, a little bit tight, we won't take any risks. So there's a chance that some of those. Um, Younger guys might get a taste in in the third or fourth quarter, but it, it's a really um, wait-and-see approach with them. Let's have a look at the pre-season as a collective. Who's really caught your eye? Oh, I think it's the boys who have probably been here for that um, you know, you know that second and third year. There's there's no doubt Saligo and Rochelle are, are moving very well at this point in time. Um, Murray in the system now for three years is, is looking a lot better. Worrell's had a little bit of interrupted pre-season. He had a hamstring there just before mm-hmm. Christmas, but... His, his last 
um, half a dozen games last year, and he's the way he came back to pre-season and uh, has been quite impressive as well. But they've all improved to an extent. There's Nan Curvis, um, who you haven't seen at all yet. Um, it really looks like he's taken the next step, but they're just waiting for opportunities. But we've been, I think we've been pretty consistent. Actually, I think all our boys have um, generally come back in pretty good nick in the pre-seasons over the last two or three years. But just generally those those younger boys now that are being here for, for 12 months or so, you can start to see them um, taking shape. We've heard some good news about Luke Pedler with his preparation. Yeah, I should have said Peds. Um, Rich, yeah, no, he's, he's been um, he's been great this pre-season because he's, he's always had a few niggles. He's, he had a wrist or hand injury there at one stage. He certainly had groins that he's battled over the last um, 24 months or so as well. So he he's had a really good pre-season. Um, he's got his fitness base up to a point which... I didn't know that was there, but we've been really impressed with the way that he's attacked the running. and He's played more of a high forward role for us. Um, he, he might get a bit of a taste on ball at stages throughout the year, but um, we just want to settle him because, he's, like I said, he's had those couple of um, seasons where he's been a little bit um, interrupted. We just want to settle him for a little bit and give him a taste for AFL football, and, and he's he's been really solid for us in the, in the pre-season and the couple of matching hit-outs that we have had. Scott, excuse me for smashing the dictionary here. We're excited about what could be in Adelaide's attack. We're intrigued, as always, about what the midfield will be. But is the greatest mystery what Adelaide's defence is going to look like this year? Is that the biggest part of the jigsaw puzzle for you? Um, not really. I mean, we, we've put a fair bit of time into, you know, Butts, Murray, Worrell, Parnell, Hamill, um, those boys back there anyway. I mean, we've got the inclusion of of Keane, who, who we've mm. we've just got over, obviously the last the last few months, but we, we've certainly got some some strong senior players there in, in Smith and Dawson, who will play a bit of time back there in between midfield. So there is experience, but the, the one bonus we have had um, this year is, is Wayne Miller, who's mm. who's done a complete pre-season and um, look, he, he's he's looked quite sharp. The old Wayne Miller that I used to see when yep. you're in the state and you're thinking, geez, how good's this young fella mm. coming through? So he's at this stage. Look, let's just have fingers crossed, but that's. Yeah, we're building on what we have built on the last few years, mm-hmm. and, and we've um, over the last twelve months there's a bonus endorsement that will help out, and, and Wayne Miller as well coming through um, through the back line. Uh, pre-season supplementary selection, Tyler Brown has he been impressive? Yeah, he's gone quite well. Um, yeah, he's uh, he, he's around the mark too. He's he's not too far off. Um, it's always hard when you get the players coming from other clubs, especially when they come later. It's not too bad when they get mm. there at the start of. Um, December or early November, but when they when they really come and post Christmas, it takes a little bit of time to to understand um, how we want to play as a team, and and uh, certainly know the the traits of your teammates around you. So he, he's probably just found his way or felt his way into the into the club the first two or three weeks. But um, yeah, he, he's he's a point of difference. He's he's probably six three, nearly taller at the moment. He was okay. he was standing next to um, Keane the other day, and I'm thinking there's not much too different, not much difference between height. So. That were six two, but he's yeah he he's got some natural ability and a little bit of flair as well. He's quite hard, clean hands inside um, and around the contest, but he's got an ability to get outside of that and um, take the mark and do a couple of special things. So he's he's still building, but we've been pretty impressed with what he's he's offered so far. Now, are the reports correct that Riley Thilthorpe will be more of a ruckman than a forward this year? Is that the plan? Uh, no, the reports would have just seen him play a bit of ruck probably at training. I, I match him, yeah, we, we've used him in there. I mean, he is. He's not just a sole forward anyway. He's never recruited just as a sole forward. He, I think he was rucking, wasn't he, at West Adelaide yeah, Seniors yeah. Um, when he was drafted. So, look, he, he's that um, player that I think long-term will be 
um, a 50-50 player. We, we hope that he can um, certainly add to us in the ruck because he's what he is um, very, very good at for a big fella is um, his ground level in his hands. So he's, his ability to get back on the ball and um, be clean at ground level and, and nearly become an extra midfielder is, is extremely beneficial to us and it has been in some of these match team situations that we've had. Um, and then when you get him around the ground, he's, he's a beautiful kick too. So he can certainly add to us um, in that area. But we, we still need any of those rucks generally. There's, there's very... Not really a stay-at-home ruckman now. Now O'Reilly has been that for us, but oh, sorry, O'Brien has been that for us. But um, we think Riley be able to do both, and we still need him to um, obviously when he goes forward to, to play that role. But he can certainly add a few things um, in the centre bounce and around stoppages for us as well. So his third pre-season, has he filled out? Does he look like a man now? Yeah, they all are. They're, they're all filling out. Um, you know, he's, he's such a big kid though too. We've we've been pretty careful with the amount of work that he has got. So. Um, I wouldn't say he's ever done a full pre-season. Not that he's okay. missed extended periods, but there's just been a session or two. We'll take it easy with him and a few of the other boys as well. Um, yeah, look, he's, he's in the best position he's probably been in going into a season. But at the same time, I think uh, fourth and fifth and sixth pre-season is when he's really going to start to take shape. Scott, I think we can all say that the rebuild has a strong footing when everyone around the competition says they know when they've played Adelaide. You keep every team honest. You put in a competitive spirit. As coaches, what do you want to see as the next stage in this progress? I think the simplicity of it, Rooch, would be that, yeah, we generally our contest is pretty solid, but we don't always want to be in a contest. We want to sort of control that football when we get our yeah. opportunity to and don't go from contest to contest to contest because it's quite tiring and it's, it's hard to maintain four quarters, especially mm-hmm. with a young team with a bash and crash. So it's, it's just the opportunity and the efficiency when we have the ball in hand, but um, also defensively. I think defensively we work so hard, we could probably work a little bit smarter um, as a collective rather than sometimes just those one or two going flat out. So that, that's the... Yeah, there's no doubt. We, it's, it's nice to, to be recognised as mm. being hard in and around the cost at the ball because you have to be if you, if you want to get to the pointy end of the season. But we certainly need to add those couple of facets to our game, the efficiency in our in our offence and our defence. Everyone delighted in seeing Rory Sloan back in action in that trial game at Richmond, was it last week? Mainly on a wing, sometimes in that midfield. Have you worked out where he best fits for Adelaide this year? Not really, Rooch. I'd say because we're just trying to get him back playing at this yeah. point in time at the start of the season. So we, that's why we're really happy last week with um, the way he went about it and he just... Yeah, he took to it to like a duck to water. He was, um, you know, clean, solid, hard. Um, we, we love his leadership and his voice, which we really need. Um, you know, we're going to move away from being a young team. We'll keep talking about being a young team, but we still need that that direction and that leadership from our senior players, and he's extremely important with us um, in, in that, especially with when you've got blokes like Hinge or Jones and, like I said, Worrell, Parnell, Hamill around him and maybe Pedler in a forward line, Saligo, Rochelle. We, we need... Um, those strong voices and that demand, but also instruct and put their arm around him. And he's fantastic at that. He always has been. Mm. Um, but at the moment, we're just happy that he's getting through games and playing at a standard that, that's been, um, I'd say, pleasantly surprising to us in the sense that he's, he's come back quite quickly um, from where he was probably about four or five months ago. So, yeah, um, yeah more than likely, he'll, he'll play those, those roles to, to help us out through the wing or middle or even a high half forward at times. But we just, we just love his leadership and what he brings to the side. OK, sounds like he's in your best 22. I would have thought, yeah. Beautiful. Um, who else has impressed? Where's Karen Strawn at? He always looks like he's good enough to play AFL, but just can't get the opportunities. No, he is good enough to play AFL. Um, there's no doubt about that. We've had, and that's what the pre-season, Roach, we've 
We've had Thilthorpe O'Brien, and Himmelberg's actually been very good in, in the ruck as well. We matched him, and uh, even before I came here, I thought Himmelberg was a second ruck. I really liked his follow-up around around the ball, and mm-hmm. certainly around centre bounces. Um, so there's the four of them there, and like I said, it's just that balance of um, what else they can bring. We certainly need a good, strong ruckman, but um, we know if we have a little bit of flexibility at times that we can we can put um, some of those big fellas forward and. and and cause headaches um, for the opposition as well. But in terms of just going back specifically to Strawn, yeah, he's his centre bounce work has probably been the best out of the four boys. Um, I think he's been terrific in that. And, um, he's also been very solid around the ground as well. So there's there's a fair bit of depth there at the moment, and that's why we need, um, say, like all of these eight quarters before round one to decide probably which direction we're going in because they're all playing pretty solid football at this point in time. Scott, as a coach, what's it like not to have to deal with a summer of massive rule changes to the rule book? You know, there's a difference in there between rule changes, and we might subtly make some interpretation differences yeah. as well. There's yeah, always there we that. are that theme, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, um, I think the biggest one that uh, is, is going to be interesting this year is the four umpires on the ground. Yeah. Um, and uh, the three of us, we go an umpire. We've always got a different, slightly different interpretation between mm. the three of us. But now there's a fourth one, and there's nothing wrong with that. We just do. You know, you sit with four mates at the footy, we'll, we'll argue at times yeah. over decisions. Yeah. Um, but the the other one on top of that is that fourth umpire that coming in. The, the boys aren't doubling up with games, so there's there's another eight umpires that weren't getting the opportunity to come in. So there's there's more umpires who last year probably weren't good enough mm. to to umpire AFL football, but they've come in as well this year. And now there's a fourth one. So it's the the, the umpires really need these two games as much as anyone to yeah. to um, work out how everything's going to work. I really appreciate your time, Scotty. Last one, Darcy Fogarty. Gee, he was exciting in the second half of last year. It looked like the penny really dropped. Your His preparation and your expectations this year? Oh, look, we, we obviously want him to continue where he left off because it's, um, you yeah, know, that's... Oh, oh, dropped out. Wow. We get what him back? There? No, no, we're nearly done. Okay. No, it just dropped out. Okay. Uh, phone must have gone See, flat. Uh, so always Republicans in the West. Interfering with our phones. Oh, now. you think that's yeah. happening? You've upset them. <laughs> Rooch, settle. Um, looking forward to that game tonight. You better watch that on KO or Fox. Check it out. Yep. Uh, you can see both games. Port Adelaide playing West Coast Eagles. And, of course, the Crows taking on Frio. That one gets underway at uh, 6 p.m. A few texts coming through. Rooch, before we wind things up, we've got about five minutes to go, I think. This is Ange from Croydon. He was trying to ring through a little bit earlier. Here we go. Because you asked Josh Carr a question, all right? Yes. And says, hey, boys, since you asked Josh Carr the question, if he was chosen to come to Port as a replacement for Ken, should Port move Ken on at the end of the season? Let me ask you this question. If Damien Hardwick's contract ends at the end of this season Mm -hmm. and Port move Ken on, who would you want to coach the club, Josh or Damien? Well, you'd take the proven. And that's why people shouldn't make the assumption that Josh Carr is just sitting there waiting to be tapped. I think that was just a bit of mischievous reporting. Bernie? Mm. Bernie's not mischievous. Well, I love Bernie. He's full of mischief. Always been, has been all his life. That's why I love him. Okay. Um, you know, that network at times, Rooch, I've worked but, there. But it wasn't, it wasn't just Bernie. Like I said to Josh, people have been talking all summer. Yeah. Is, is that what the whole strategy was? Was it get Josh Carr back so they had someone ready to go in case... It didn't 
play out. If it goes zero and five again, not they're not yeah. waiting till August then, are they? Uh, Ange, that was uh, well structured that question, and uh, my answer is Damien Hardwick yeah, as well. Hardwick. You can't Proof. buy experience, yeah. and plus, what Port love is someone that's been at the club and. Damien's been there as a premiership player. He could have been at Port Adelaide already. You know about that famous meeting he had with Port about being mm. successor to Mark Williams? They fumbled around in the boardroom and never actually put an offer to him, so he left. He who hesitates Correct. is lost. lost. Roach. Yes. We we're going to wait till the start of the year. but we You want to do it, do you? Yeah. Well, we do. Well, I like a little bit of music on the show and a little thing we do, we stole off AFL 360. Right. It's called The Friday Forecast. Sing it, Roach. Sing it. You want to keep the audience. All right, as I said, we stole this off AFL 360. Kane, I thought we stole it off their show. Give it up, right, Kane. Uh, Three categories. Most at stake, sure thing, and doomsday scenario. You can open the batting. Uh, Most at stake for this weekend. I think the A-League's got a fair bit at stake because the Melbourne Victory fans have been agitating all week that they're going to make some statements this week when it's uh, the A-League's going to pay, how do you say this, respect to the pride theme with yep. the Mardi Gras and Sydney and so forth. And they've, they've already put out on social media the banners they intend to show at the game. It's time, time for them to stop embarrassing themselves. Uh, they're not true supporters, Rooch. So most at stake, Melbourne victory, the I club itself. I think the A-League, the, the A-League, A-League in itself, because they just don't need another Melbourne victory embarrassment during a game. All right, enough's I'm not, enough. I'm not being dramatic, but uh, most at stake, at stake, given last year, I think, even though it's only a trial game. Hello. No, uh, Port Adelaide and West Coast Eagles, I've got a bit riding on this. <laughs> but seriously... Even though it's a trial game, you'd want Port Adelaide to be fairly impressive. As we're seeing with Melbourne at the moment, dispatching a St Kilda. It's 8-6 to 2-4. It's been interesting to watch how they're using Grundy and Gorn. Mm. So I'd say Port Adelaide, your sure thing for the weekend. Scott Burns is right. Four umpires will be a talking point. Oh, it's going to be a nightmare, I think. Uh, mine is Australia to win the Women's World T20 World Cup. Right. Uh, whether they take on the host nation, South Africa or England, we'll find out who we're playing after tonight. But uh, I think Australia's a sure thing. They're a class above reach. Indeed. Kiss of death. Doomsday scenario. West Coast beats Port Adelaide tonight because Will Schofield's got our phone number. <laughs> Ah, oh, no. What have you done to us, Kim? <laughs> Nothing. Don't box shadows, Roach. Uh, my doomsday scenario involves Melbourne victory. That is if they defeat Adelaide United because there's a chance, Roach, and they would love it. They can't make finals, Melbourne victory, but they could stop Adelaide. And they'd love to do that, wouldn't they? Too right, they would. Yeah. So that's our doomsday scenario. We're nearly done for the day. We've got a minute or so remaining, Roach. And... Um, Another text just coming through here. Now, this has been brought up for a couple of years now. Yes. Kieran Strawn from the Crows. Yes. Excellent trade bait for 2024. That's Matt in Brisbane. Because you would think now he's third in line with Riley Philthorpe. Yeah, agree. And, sorry, maybe even fourth in line yep. with Elliot Himmelberg. Good point. Yes. I, and I he's, hear he's very, very capable. Okay, well, we'll look forward to seeing how that one plays out this year and what happens by the end of the well, year with it. And the, the news on that, while you talk about trade hmm. and so forth, is the AFL announced today something they should have done last year. Yep. They're allowing the AFLW draft to be a national draft, hmm. not a state based draft anymore. And, uh, and it makes sense. Yeah, year. but uh, and now the, the wages have gone up. Yep. It's a little hard. Hey, this is a very good text, and I was very polite to Scott Burns. Kimbo, 
You need to talk to Scott Burns more often. He kept calling you Rucci. Does he not know who you are, the Gold Coast Crow? No, I know Scott well. well. I don't think I sound like Rooch. I've been called a lot of things, Rooch. I've been called you. Tops. Uh, yes, you should be proud. Tops the pops. Why? Really? You should be proud. You should be. So much I could say, but I won't. Uh, no. Have a great weekend, everyone. It's getting cooler down to 28 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> Thank you for that. Good night, everyone. Have a good weekend.